When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. We appreciate the time. Can't wait to talk to Niners with you. But before we do, we have, I had some NFL questions. Just some overarching sure. stuff about the league. And this season, I saw a stat. Um, scoring is down again in the league. I saw that there are currently 12 teams with more field goals than touchdowns in 2011 is the only season since the 2000 since in the 2000s where there were more than six curious what you see or what your numbers have told you about why scoring is down. Is it because there's been 10 rookie quarterbacks to start? Is there more to it? What what are you seeing around the league? Well, there's a couple of reasons. First, there's always a natural ebb and flow between offenses and defenses. So the offense has had an advantage for a couple of years, and especially during those COVID years when you had a lot more remote meetings and stuff and people were, you know, it's it's much harder to react to something than it is to be the one who designs the play. But, you know, defensive coordinators are really smart too, and they figure things out as well. So we do see the pendulum switch just, you know, if you look at, if you dial back and look at like the macro trends in the NFL, that ends up happening all of the time, um, but it's a little bit more pronounced this time. I think a couple of reasons. First, there are a lot of, I don't want to say like younger, but less experienced play callers in the NFL, mm. you know, not 49ers, but mm-hmm. in other teams, the people who are calling the offenses are not people with Andy Reed like experience, right? So you have less experienced play callers, you have less experienced quarterbacks and more less experienced quarterbacks. My English is terrible. <laughs> more less experienced quarterbacks. And ultimately what happens is, is they have a lot of college style, you know, uh, habits, right? And those college style habits are things that now defenses are like, oh, well, if we just play like a two safety shell, we're going to get an advantage because, you know, who doesn't play zone defense? Uh, college. So you have some people who are just getting a little bit of a jump defensive wise, again, assuming they have the personnel, because there's some trends that you kind of can't tell someone to change who they are, right? You can't be like, hey, you've never executed this against zone coverage, but you're going to be fine, right? Like we pull out these like exceptional safeties and these, you know, NFL, like, you know, all pro corners, you're going to be totally cool, right? (laughs) So. So you were on the show almost a year ago to the day from now and the Niners were four and four at the time and the year mm-hmm. before after eight games they were three and five and we had you on and I'm like Cynthia why are they so inconsistent like what's they were worried this season and you were like Al relax they're going to be fine and sure enough they don't lose again until, until the NFC championship game mm-hmm. so this year they start five and oh they go into that slump but then last week they, they look great I mean they look like the Niners again mm-hmm. but the schedule is a little tougher this time around in the second half they have Seattle twice they have to go to Philly they have to play Baltimore do you see another big second half from them? What is your model? Or again, just whatever you see of the team predict for the Niners over the last night. Yeah. Well, I think good things for the Niners. I mean, I I definitely think this is a situation where you're going to have another season of 
a very long season, a good long season, a nice one. Um, the, the, a few things. Number one, obviously, you notice the trend differences when Trent Williams is playing. Listen, mm-hmm. as it turns out, when you have like a, the best left tackle playing, things look better for your quarterback. Newsflash. And Debo Samuel also, that's a really big help for Brock Purdy as he evolves into the NFL. You know, he had the luxury of being able to be on this, like, I mean, not to say I could play quarterback in this system because I couldn't, but, you know, I feel like it is a much easier path when you have all of these amazing weapons than it is for someone who's, say, working with, you know, I mean, I kind of feel bad for Tommy DeVito. Like, this is not a great Mm -hmm. big one, but, like, that. other than that, like, that's not a, you know, I think everyone sort of feels bad for him. So long story short, you know, you have to to factor those things in. And as long as this team can stay healthy, then I think, or not too unhealthy, if that, if that makes sense, then I think that yeah. it's just the sky's the limit, especially like, I don't know how it was allowed to add Chase Young. Like, I just feel like the other team should be like, <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you making it so hard on us? So you got to veto just- that, right? Yeah, like I would think they'd be like, excuse me, I'm Jerry Jones over here. That is not allowed. You know, I, I'm just, you know, obviously I'm teasing. But with with that front and then, you know, Fred Ward is just playing lights out this year. I think, yeah. you know, obviously you guys talk about him a lot. And nationally, when, when you're on a national game, people are like, look for number 54. But I don't think people understand that role this year with the way that the defenses are playing. The teams, look at the good teams. The teams that have that kind of linebacker are good. Baltimore with Roquan Smith. You know, you've mm-hmm. got even DeMario, you know, even DeMario Davis for the the Saints. That's something where you can have an opportunity to have just a better. I, I'm not suggesting that the Saints are in the anywhere near the same quality as the Ravens or even the Niners. But, you know, you have a much better opportunity to win when you have a guy like that. That is so key in this particular season, especially with the trends we're seeing with quarterbacks and offenses playing, you know, and scoring being down. Yeah, you would have thought after last season, the league would have learned their lesson when they allowed Kyle Shanahan to get Christian McCaffrey. And here we go. <laughs> now it's Chase Young. And and uh... it seems like it's like, like I, I read that. I go, this can't be right. Why would, <laughs> I, like, what is Washington doing? Like, at least give it to someone in the AFC, Washington. What are you thinking? You know, like. Yeah. And, good... and then I think as a fan, sometimes you go, oh, man, like, why? Like, why are they willing to give him to us? But. I mean, he already, I feel like, showed out in, against Jacksonville, and it's... I'll tell you why I, they're I willing to give him. Because be... they don't want to pay him. They've got all of those right. people that they... They got rid of the two guys that they had to pay this offseason. Mm-hmm. That is a wholesale, we are, you know, new ownership, we're switching everything. We want to not have... I mean, yeah. you can't not pay him, right? So it's it's yeah. a... And they should... And they I don't know why they didn't get that fifth-year deal... Uh, whatever that's that's Washington's problem not the Niners problem you guys have to figure out how to pay him later but this year will be fine (laughs) yeah yeah I uh I suggested that Martin Mayhew was wearing his old 49ers polo under his commander's polo when he made that trade because it just feels like that was that was the ultimate hookup from from one buddy to another like hey here's a here's Chase Young for a compensatory third round pick uh but it, it it actually kind of getting Chase Young really leads me into a, a question I had for you. And, and it, it's more analytics based than anything, but I feel like <clears throat> over the course of the last, uh, let's say five years or so, the analytics community has really kind of touted coverage over pass rush in terms of where, where do you want to build your defense? Do you want to build it from the back to the front or the front to the back? And the 49ers have obviously largely 
uh, ignored that uh, that idea and have sunk so much money into that front seven or, or even more specifically the pass yeah. rush, mm -hmm. almost sometimes to the detriment of coverage or at least the 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 coverage players that they have. And but you've also seen that they've been a largely top five defense since doing that as well. Do you feel like the 49ers are just bucking a trend and that they are, I guess you would say they were, they are the exception to the rule when it comes to, uh, you know, when it comes to that idea, sometimes there's just, there are just times where it doesn't necessarily work out like the model would tell you it would. So I, the, the answer that I have for you is, you know, it's funny when we talk about things theoretically, it's nice, but the problem is, is you can't construct these. There's no, it's very hard to even find what's an average player, right? So when you're trying right. to construct a model and even when they say on TV, like the analytics say to go for it, that's actually not true because they don't factor in. Like if I have Justin Tucker and it's, you know, the, who's to me, like, obviously, you know, the best field goal kicker there is, that's going to mm. make a different calculation and calculus for me even for the, the subsequent drives on how far of a field goal I need to kick, right? So you have to know thyself. If you already have some absolute studs up front and the amount of money that is free in the marketplace for you to acquire another one, meaning Chase Young being basically free, mm -hmm. that's actually <laughs> not, that, that's not to the detriment of your defense. It's actually to the benefit of it. Your, your strategy needs to be cohesive. You can't be like, okay, this one over here, this one over there. Because if they think about it, I mean, Christian McCaffrey bucks that trend too, because analytics people sure. don't like running backs, right? Don't pay them. Yeah. Right. I don't think you should pay people who aren't playing or, you know, I, there's a lot of arguments to say not to overpay any player, but the market dictates the price, not necessarily the players, but the market doesn't dictate what's available there. You know, you're, you can't, you can't get every player. It's not like you can say, I'm going to pick this corner, but you know, of all the corners there, I'm going to choose one that's not as good because I only believe it up front. Right. Like that's not how that works. It's just, there aren't, it, you got to look and see like, what is the, what's actually coming out from the draft, what's actually coming out in free agency, what is achievable for me to get based on the people I already have, 53 players or even more, obviously, with practice squad, you already mm -hmm. have like surplus somewhere and you have a need elsewhere. So you got to be careful that you're not overly switching your strategy midstream. You can't fall in love with like some flashy player if it doesn't fit your system, right? So that's the, so it's, 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 it's a fun theoretical talk and I get yeah. dinged by the analytics people who I'm like, that's not what the analytics says here. That's what, you know, those models are based on, you know, it's, it, the models, especially when they talk about it, like, you know, on TV, right? Like mm -hmm. if you say, I would, I would argue the model is trying to identify what is paid. Like, let's pretend like, you know, we know someone's overpaid. We know someone's underpaid. Well, you can't know if it's over or under unless you know what paid is. So yeah. I'm at the models are like a historical reference point. They're not necessarily indicative of the future performance because you, you, your team doesn't have the same, you know, missing pieces or strengths as another team. So you have to know yourself relative to the numbers. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Cynthia, before we get you out of here, obviously this is a 49ers podcast, so it's obligatory to talk about Brock Purdy because I mean, that's just, that's just who, <laughs> the the lightning rod yeah. for the 49ers if you will um and so you look at numbers all the time obviously as the analytics expert over there at nfl network and and we try and do the same um and brock purdy's currently leading 
the NFL in both passer rating and after Josh Allen's performance on Monday, QBR as well. Uh, and, and he's doing so at 23 years old. Uh, Tua and Foles did it in their age 24 seasons. Uh, Purdy will turn 24 in December. Uh, but you know, most of the season he's going to be 23. And then you have to go all the way back to Dan Marino in 1984 to find a younger, younger quarterback to do it. And that was 22. Um, he's also the second quarterback, uh, Kurt Warner being the other to have three, three touchdown games with a rating of over 140. And he's obviously had his, his highs and, and this season he's had his lows, that three game losing streak being kind of the, the, the one we look at there. But do you feel like, uh, we just have to say at this point, it's 17 games, uh, of, you know, uh, of history now, uh, in terms of games that he started, has he cemented himself as, as the long-term quarterback in this league and specifically for the 49ers or, do you think there's still a little bit out there that we that we need to find out before we can kind of crown him that? I, you know, that's a great question because we all want to know what the end result is going to be. But I would say it kind of comes back to two things. The first, I believe every quarterback, including Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, every single one is a system quarterback. Yes. And if you put someone with the right yep. pieces in the right situation, they're going to have a much better outcome. You can't plop Brock Purdy onto the Giants and expect him to go bring you to an NFC championship game. That's not how this works, right? So I would say that as long as the system can keep providing for the things that nurture his strengths, and also, by the way, I also love that the next-gen stats show that he leads the league in deep passer rating, so 20-plus air yard passes. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a wild stat because you'd think having kind of Christian McCaffrey who catches passes and Debo Samuel who catch and run, like, I think I close my eyes. I think Niners, I think catch and run. And then he also has the best deal. Like, it's kind of amazing, right? Like, so I would say as long as the system can keep nurturing him. And by the way, at least until the end of four years or whatever, you know, when you you, you're going to have to resign him, then it probably can. So I think he has a chance to really like learn the fundamentals and now not just win with him, win because of him right now, I would say they win Mm -hmm. with him. And, and I'm, and it's not because I don't like him. It's because I think that, I would like to see more of a sample size, right? You have to see, like, I don't think 17 games is enough for anyone, even Josh Allen, even Patrick Mahomes, even Tom Brady. So, you know, what I'm saying is, you know, I'm saying right now they win with him. And then I do believe he can develop into someone who can be the reason that they win. So, so that's not maybe like the most satisfying answer, but that's, that's where I stand. (laughs) And I think that's where, and, and I agree with you. I think that's where everybody needs to be. You know, we, we always, we, we just want our take to be right. Right. And that's where everyone has a take and they find whatever compliments their take and it's confirmation bias and all of that. But the reality, like you said, is it's 17 games and that's not enough to crown anybody, but they have been some really promising 17 games. That's Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And and you and I think it's what what he has proven is that our initial assessment of him and given that he was the last pick in the draft was not right. We most of us got it wrong. You know, like yeah. even the Niners got it wrong. Yeah. Not yeah. to say, you know, that because if he if he if they would have if 32 teams would have known he was capable of what he's capable of doing, then he wouldn't have lasted that long. So I can say we were right. all initially wrong. That's something I'm willing to say too. 
Totally. Yeah, it's it's just the rational way to look at it, you know, and that's what you have to do with them. So, Cynthia, you are the best. We really appreciate it. Oh, God, you guys are the greatest. It's so great to be on with you. Hey, you know what's really great? My um my my local Starbucks barista, he is the biggest 49ers fan. He listens yes. to all the time. And I told him that I was coming on, and he is stoked. So he I, listens. I, oh, he listens to us? He's, yes. an, he's an El Sacco fan, huh? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's cool like, to hear. He goes, I need to know when it's going to air. I'm like, absolutely. I will let you know. So like it was, but he's, he's the biggest 49ers fan, like very, That's very awesome. cool stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Very That's cool. really cool to hear. <laughs> um, happy, happy Thanksgiving, Cynthia. Yeah, Thank you, you again too. so much. Yeah. Thanks, thanks so much Cynthia. for having me. Bye guys. Bye-bye. Bye.